0: Social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show.
1: It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store, 65% off all week long.
0: You're listening to The John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Always listen online at our website. Petro.com. This portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Everything you need for Christmas. They're having a fantastic season. They're open seven days a week. Balsam, Fraser fir, potted live trees. How about custom handmade wreaths, 10-inch, 60-inches in size. They also have a Christmas swag, and they have mistletoe, hanging baskets, roping, cut greens. You know what makes a great gift? They have beautiful custom-made birdhouses and custom-made sleighs, from a local artist cut greens decorative pots cemetery baskets christmas crafts gift certificates available for gift giving they're open every day seven days a week right up until christmas eve and on top of that uh remember check them out on facebook they're just terrific pr landscape materials and garden center 3688 quaker lane in north kingstown they're right off of route 4 pop in and see them you shop local it's great service it's pr landscape materials and garden center well folks um quite a bit of news on this Thursday. I want to start off with, you know, Governor McKee uh, put out a message yesterday. And, you know, I, I think it's it's reason to be alarmed a little bit. Um, it is reason to be alarmed because the, the Governor McKee, I, and I don't understand this, by the way. I mean, I, I don't understand this. And and if this goes forward, um, I, I, I think he's going to be in trouble. A, a huge problem that that we are finding i believe is that so much of the covid response is is there's politics involved now to his credit massachusetts governor charlie baker is not seeking re-election instead because he feels that a lot of the decisions he has to make with covid um, if he's running it would be political and and it would impact him uh, in in that manner so he's you know wants another term now governor McKee, the problem is there are uh, Democrats now that are, you know, going to run against him in a primary and, and they want to make COVID very political. So a, a big discipline that we need to watch is if Governor McKee can have the discipline to to not cave to, uh, you know, some of his rivals. They're going to be insisting, you know, you got to do this and you got to do that and 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 I don't understand. He he did release a video message yesterday. I'm going to play it in just a moment. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. But what I don't um, what I don't understand about it is he he likes to say that the state is supposedly you know very vaccinated and is uh, one of the highest in the country and blah 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 and all this other stuff. But then he he turns around and he's threatening about another. Indoor mask mandate. Right now, I want to be very clear. There's no indoor mask mandate. So if you are in a restaurant, you don't have to wear a mask. Uh, I you go to I was at a wake the other night. You don't have to wear a mask. Anyone that is suggesting or well, hey, how come they're not wearing masks right now? Unless it changes, but Rhode Island does not have an indoor mask mandate. Thank God, by the way, and I don't think it should. And, and the people that apparently are in the hospital are the unvaccinated. They're making the decision. So, you know, something else that I just want to mention, they want to force people to get the vaccine. They are forcing people to get the vaccine. Yet last night, if you if you didn't see it, I have it up on the website, Com. So I was at that Nilo Hotel in Warwick, which was a nice hotel, but now they're renting it out to Crossroads, Rhode Island. So it's filled with almost 200 homeless people. It's turned the neighborhood upside down. They are con- those people are constantly allowed to go out and smoke. When I was there, they were all out there smoking. Now, number one, cigarettes are wildly expensive. Cigarettes are very expensive. And number two, if you're mandating health with the vaccine, and those you're putting those people up for free, I know they say they can't smoke in the room, but why is not one of the conditions you can't smoke at all? And maybe they should force them to eat healthy and you can't drink. And I mean, if we're going to start forcing health on people... Let's start with the obese and the smokers. But I want to play. This is uh, Rhode Island Governor uh, Dan McKee, a message you put out yesterday. We're seeing
2: an increase in daily
0: COVID-positive
2: <laughs> cases. I wanted to speak directly to you and provide you an update on how our state's COVID-19 response is going. Now, some folks laughed when I set a goal to reach 90% vaccination rate in Rhode Island. But as of today, over 95% of our adults have at least one dose of vaccine. Because of our strong vaccination rate, we've been able to reopen schools for in-person learning. Because of our strong vaccination rate, we've been able to safely reopen our economy. And Moody's has ranked us as number one in the country this past week for our reopening. Because of our strong vaccination rate, we've been able to have music in Newport, water and water, fire in Providence. And because people took their shot, Hamilton is back at PPAC. All puns aside, If we don't take these next six weeks seriously, we risk all the progress that we've made together. And as people start bringing their activities indoors and with the Thanksgiving holiday, we did expect an increase in cases. But this is something that we need to watch. This isn't a time to panic. We know there will be new COVID-19 variants, but we also know what we need to do to protect ourselves and our loved ones. With so many people in Rhode Island already vaccinated, now is the time to get your booster. My team continues to work daily with the Department of Health to monitor our hospitalizations and COVID fatalities. I want to be clear. All options remain on the table in terms of mitigation
0: strategies, Uh including reinstating an indoor mask
3: management. Uh. So Rhode Island, here's what I'm
0: asking of you. I'm asking you to continue to do
2: your part. If you're not vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you're vaccinated and eligible for a booster shot, get that booster shot. If you're not feeling well, stay home and get tested. If you're out in a crowded place, like at a mall or a grocery store, we strongly recommend considering wearing a mask. Keeping ourselves and our families safe, keeping our schools open, our business open, it's all up to us. Thank you, Rhode Island, for your support.
0: Now, again, uh, that is Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Sounds like a heavy-handed warning. He, it also sounds like he does not want to go to the indoor mask mandate. Some people are calling for it. I still don't get it, though. If, if all those numbers make sense and we're 95% vaccinated, then I don't, I don't, I don't understand. That, then, then why are people going to be punished? People take the indoor mask mandate as a punishment. They, they, they regard it as a punishment. And it's, it's tough to try to argue that it, in some ways it's, it's not a punishment. So I, I don't understand why uh, the governor is, is taking that approach other than, you know, there's a lot more medical people that, that are I- encouraging that. So, so, folks, it is a difficult time. I, I don't – you're never going to get 100 percent compliance. Uh, part of this starts to just become free will. Of, of, it's a free country. And unless that's going to change, I just don't see how this is, you know, I, I, and I want to come back to, and I know they'll say it's not the same, but they're, they're, every, I mean, I don't smoke cigarettes. There are people that smoke. What does the warning say on the package that it causes cancer and lung cancer and people still still smoke, Still, people still drink too much, people are obese, people do dangerous things, people, you know, ride a motorcycle at high speeds with no helmet. People jump out of airplanes. People do all kinds of dangerous activities. But it's a free country. But just as far as personal health, there are people that don't exercise. There are people that are morbidly obese. They don't wash their hands. They don't get a flu shot. You know, all the warning signs are there. And I think where they're running into trouble now is even the governor of Michigan is saying, you know, you can't do this to private businesses so I, I think it's, it, it's unfair. At this point, the vaccines are available. We know there's a vaccine. Is there anyone that doesn't know that there's a vaccine available? If there are people that, are, quote, are doing their own research online and insist on doing that, I, I'm, just, I'm just at a loss as to then why the, you know, the general population is going to have to bear the brunt of this whole thing and get blamed for it almost in, in some way. I don't think that, that should happen. Um, and for Governor McKee to be, be threatening in that way, you you are going to have some of his Democrat opponents running for governor that are going to say, I think there should be a, a mask mandate. And it becomes all politics. Uh, and, and personally, I, I am getting tired of, you know, the, the there's, you know, you see President Biden and Vice President Harris. They're both vaccinated. They're both tested. And then they're standing there, just the two of them outside with a mask on. I mean, that's where they've confused people. Like, what, do they need a mask? Who needs the mask? I thought if you are vaccinated, you don't need the mask. But now suddenly they want everyone to wear a mask. I also understand the masks are not going away. The masks forever are going to be with us. But I don't think they should uh, threaten a mask mandate. All right, you're listening to The John petro Show. Heating season is here. Let J.C.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity system, energy efficient, quiet, and more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L a factory, authorized dealer, licensed, by the way, in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Replacements, whether it's for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. This winter, you can depend on J.K.L. Engineering 401 351 7600 license in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts
1: It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers 65% off the entire store It's a once in a lifetime sale 65% off this weekend only Open Sundays Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings Diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants and bracelets All at 65% off All wedding bands, rope, figaro, Miami Cuban And puffed Gucci chains Along with crosses and diamond crosses At 65% off It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers 65% off this weekend only One year interest free financing Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets
0: engaged. Make Henry Oil your oil provider this winter. Give them a call today. Call Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, serving most Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401 521 Zero 0200 reliable affordable fuel oil delivery fuel fuel oil diesel gasoline delivery residential and commercial it's henry oil give them a call since 1947 you can depend on henry oil call them today make henry oil your oil provider 401 521 0200 401 521 0200 remember online at henryoil.com go with the original go with the best it's henry oil folks you're listening to the john DePetro show on am 1380 it's 99.9 fm now remember you can always listen online on your phone you just go to the website dipetro.com and then on the left hand side you click to listen live it's time for our legal segment one of Rhode island's top legal uh, attorney's he is uh, our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, and Tim, I'd like to start off. Uh, obviously, we don't know where the jury's going to go, but this uh, Jesse Smollett trial—it's almost three years later. It was January 19, and um, and and it's interesting, uh, Tim Dodd. He's, he's had quite some time to try to concoct some kind of defense regarding this, what is being described as a fake uh, hoax of a hate crime, and but I I um. I mean, again, it's difficult. I just don't think it was successful, but I'm anxious to hear your legal thoughts on the Jussie Smollett trial.
3: Well, you never know what a jury is going to do. And unlike the Kyle Rittenhouse case, um, just by way of example, there's been no discussion as to the composition of this jury. I'm not particularly worried about the composition, if they're... X percent white, X percent people of color. I I don't think it should make any beans difference in a case like this. Um, You don't know what a jury might do, but it would seem that um, the prosecution had its way in this case and that if we all read the tea leaves correctly, Jesse would be convicted. Um, You know, Jesse. as I've been watching this thing and thinking about it, I mean, I'm convinced that he set this thing up with the Osandaro brothers. I'm convinced yep. that they uh, he paid them specifically for this purpose. I'm convinced that he lied to the cops. Um, typically, this would not be a jail case. The only thing that could sway it, if there is a conviction, a finding of guilt, the judge could potentially be so um, insulted or outraged oh. by the... Um, Provocative testimony coming from Jesse that you know the judge might think twice during sentencing, but Jesse can look at history. Look at the Tawana Brawley case. Yep. Tawana Brawley and Al Sharpton cooked up a completely fabricated um, alleged attack and gave it the um, the the guise of being a hate crime, which was racially motivated. Jesse. Has concocted a fake hate crime again, Al Sharpman's now making millions of dollars on msNBC. Oh. Jesse might figure well, if I pled guilty, well, then I'm admitting I did these things, even if I'm found guilty by a jury. I've always maintained my innocence I've provided my story, which you know was unfortunately not believed by a jury. But I'm sticking by it. I did nothing wrong. This was a legitimate assault. It was racially motivated. And I don't think the media is going to be looking to bash this guy if he is convicted. So it's always been a head scratcher why he would take this case to trial, because it seems like such a loser on its face. But from a guy looking to rehabilitate his image and hopefully still have a career... Um, somewhere in Hollywood TV wherever it may not be the worst strategy in the world Um, he's getting his name out there he's getting publicity Uh, it may not be the greatest publicity but um, a certain segment of the population will believe his story and um, be willing to give him a pass I don't think the media is going to really go after him for concocting a a fake hate crime Um, so Legally, it's a crazy case to try. Yeah. Legally, it's a crazy case for him to have attempted to take the stand to defend himself. If you look at it from the other perspective, however, once the Osandaro brothers get up there and say, we were approached by Jesse, he paid us, he rehearsed us, he told us what to do, he told us what to say, he told us what to wear. Um, if Jesse doesn't get up on the stand and say, those two guys are liars... And and protest his innocence that it was a legitimate assault, right, which, and,
0: which he did try to say that they right. lied. But. but I, th-
3: you know, to give to give him his due, if he did not testify, as preposterous as some of his testimony was, the jury would be left with no counterposition. They would have heard from the Asendaro brothers. They would never have heard from Jesse saying those guys are liars. He got up there, and you know, he got away with a lot on the stand. Yes. Saying to the prosecutor things like, well, you're not showing the jury the whole story here. You're only taking a snippet, and you're trying to deceive the jury, and they're not going to understand the full picture. He got away with saying stuff like that from the yeah. witness stand, wow. which um, is unusual. Um uh, It depends on specifically what questions were asked of him by the prosecutor, but he was well rehearsed to get his punches in. Right. Plus he's an actor. He's an an actor. actor. But he did it.
0: Go ahead, Tim. All right. For whatever reason, it's odd. I cannot hear. Tim, I don't know what happened. I'm going to disconnect, and I'm going to reconnect with you. To Check out our website, dipetro.com. Dipetro.com, which is sponsored by and brought you by the Centredale Revival, comfort food and cocktails located 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Shane and his crew, what a wonderful job they've done. Winner of several Rhode Island Best of Awards, Best of Rhode Island Awards, the Senadale Revival. Delicious food, cocktails, a lot of fun. Stop it and see them, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Folks, again, we're speaking with Attorney Tim Dodd on this Justice Smollett case. Tim, something that just jumped out at me, and it, it just seemed a little innocuous, but um, the fact that I think the doorman at the building said that when he you know, was coming back from this attack, that he mentioned that his attackers were white. Now, Justice Smollett tried to say, oh, no, I said they were pale, but I, I think you know that removed... That's not his word that's not the two brothers word that's just some guy who's working the door at the building that said i and i believe that was his testimony that he said that his attackers were were white and and i i think that certainly plays to the prosecution saying that this guy tried to design what we all believed which was just a, a fake hoax hate crime in order to put it on social media and get himself attention
3: well yes to the extent that jesse jesse cooked this all up Let's assume that the doorman was also in on the play and said, oh, yeah, that was two white guys who just attacked Jesse. Well, Jesse, when he's on the stand, said that the two assailants had masks on and he could hardly see their face yep. and they were pale. Now, that differs from the original alleged statement where he said that the assailants were white. Now, wh- who do you believe? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Jussie's saying, I really couldn't tell if they were white or not, but they looked pale because their faces were so covered. You got the doorman saying, oh, no, they were white. Well, how's he going to see that if their faces are covered? So either they're covered or they're not. It can't be both ways. Um, If the jury is tending to believe Jussie and they say that the uh, doorman corroborates Jussie's story... That, that could weigh in Jesse's favor. I mean, mm. at the end of the day, I think the best Jesse can hope for is a hung jury. All he's yeah. going to do is convince one person that there's something wrong here. And during closing, as they should, defense counsel kept saying, there's reasonable doubt here as mm. to who you should believe. There's doubt as to the truthfulness of the uh, two brothers. There's doubt as to their story. There's doubt as to the identity of the assailants. Um, And if the jury buys that, if he hangs the jury, that's a win for him.
0: Right. But, Tim Dodd, again, we we don't know. But by all accounts, uh, it would seem, you know, the brothers' versions of events, that's why he gave them the check. That's why they – remember, he sent them on the shopping to get this stuff. He was then, you know, the Instagram message telling him his flight's running delayed. uh, You know, they even did a run-through. I I, I mean, uh, unless these guys totally melted down on the stand – I, I'm willing to bet that, you know, you had the two brothers and to me, I, I would just think based on what we've heard, I, they, they seem to have more credibility than, than what Jesse Smollett had.
3: Oh, and I totally agree. I, yeah. I, I think Jussie's toast. But again, you never know. This was not televised like Rittenhouse was televised. So you're left to rely right. on the description of some reporter who's in the room. Yeah. You don't get the real feel for how the testimony's no. going over, you right. know, body language, facial expressions, and the like, like we were getting with um, the Rittenhouse case by way of example.
0: Tim Dodd, before we uh, take a break, and what about Elizabeth Holmes is now off the stand after uh, days of cross-examination?
3: Uh, she has a interesting defense going on. Um, she took the stand, you know, and I'm sure she was always going to take the stand, but she took the stand like in the days right after, again, the Rittenhouse case, and perhaps she saw how effectively he had performed, and I think she's got great confidence in her abilities. So she marches up there and answers her counsel's questions directly, has great memory, smiles, great body language, very engaged. Uh, looking right at the um, lawyer asking the questions. Then we go to cross, and suddenly her memory is hazy. She doesn't remember if she said that. She doesn't remember if she wrote that. Um, There's a number of problems with her being kind of um, dodging of the prosecutor's question. But as the cross-examination went on and on, and on it seems like she found her footing and was able to um carry with the prosecutor more effectively and i think the prosecutor somewhat lost his way Um, sometimes you know after you're done with your main points on cross you may go back and try to hit those points again or go to some more obscure points and i think that from all the reporting in the last day of cross The prosecutor was kind of going into the more um, minor things and trying to mop up and to be thorough, but in so doing, kind of lost the focus and the real punch of the cross-examination. Apparently, by the end of the cross, she was once again uh, very confident, smiling, nodding, you know, making great eye contact and being the Elizabeth Holmes that she always was um, when she was with Theranos. Yep. Now, all of those witnesses who say they got swindled out of money and that the uh, the scientific results were faked, et cetera, they heard that a couple of months ago. Um, The last thing they're hearing is from Elizabeth Holmes. Now, obviously, when both sides um, deliver their closing arguments, prosecutors got going to say, Don't forget what you heard two months ago from this one, and don't forget what you heard from that one. And they're going to go run right through it. But I think that she is ending her defense on a high note, if you will. Um, Will it get her off the hook? Um, I'm not sure of that, but I wouldn't bet against her. I'm kind of thinking that she might pull a rabbit out of her head on this one. Mm
0: Folks, quick break. A lot more. Turning Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number, 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank... And schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508 508- 252-3359 and in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus.
1: It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale never done before. 65% off this weekend only. Open Sunday. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged.
0: Speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dunn,
1: Tim what do you what are we to
0: make of this uh story about mark Meadows former chief of staff to uh president trump in um i, I actually interviewed him very, very recently, but he initially said he was going to cooperate with the, the January sixth commission and then seemingly has pulled out what do what do you read into that
3: well, his deposition was scheduled for this week yeah um the um January sixth uh committee or commission. Um, had asked for a number of documents which he produced. And I believe there were then further requests for things which Meadows considered clearly in the realm of executive privilege material. And perhaps he and his lawyer thought that they had some sort of an accommodation or agreement with the folks prosecuting, or not prosecuting, but uh, looking into this whole matter. it was clear that the deposition was not going to respect Meadows claims of executive privilege. So when it became evident that executive privilege issues were not going to be honored, he said, the heck with it, I'm not coming. So now the committee says, well, we're going to you know chase you for contempt. Um, my understanding is that Meadows has now filed suit in federal court. Suing the um, January 6th committee, suing Nancy Pelosi and everyone associated with this investigation for flagrantly um, overreaching its authority and for flagrantly and knowingly disregarding the bounds of what should be protected um, under executive privilege. Meadows is in the White House. He's with the president it's not only the president that gets to claim executive privilege, but it would be the senior staff who's in the Oval Office who's interacting with the president every day. Right. Um, They all have um, come under the umbrella to some degrees um, with executive privilege. So I think that Meadows did something of a smart thing to now let a judge rule on whether all of these subpoenas that are flying around are an overreach or a fishing expedition and knowingly go beyond what is discoverable and going after executive privilege material. I think he was smart to do it. It'll slow things down. You'll get another judge looking at this thing and hopefully being some sort of a break or a governor on what this Mm. committee is doing because they're digging far and wide and looking into every nook and every cranny to try to find something conclusive against uh, the president and his senior staff,
0: folks. Again, we're speaking with our legal expert attorney Tim Dodd, and Tim, the state of Rhode Island has what would seemingly be, you know, for the most part, a kind of a simple system set up where they transport people uh, that have to go to the, the to the doctor. Boy, th- this story sounds like it, it, it's going to get pretty messy. And what what is so surprised? Well, caught me surprised anyhow. But but Island Medical Transport Drive—it's one thing involved in a crash that actually killed the patient, but charged with DUI. I initially thought, all right, well, you know, these things can happen. You're transporting someone in this fatal accident, but um, th- this sounds like this is going to go on for quite some time. And and I really questioned who was screening this individual. I mean, there, there's various things that can happen, but. The fact that there was then apparently alcohol involved, and I, I think they also were, the driver was operating uh, without a license of some kind. That that really sounds like this is, this uh, potentially is going to be a lot of legal action here. Yeah.
3: There's going to be a ton of legal action on yeah. this from John. It, it's odd because after this uh, fatal um, collision occurs... It's, the story didn't immediately come out. It seemed no. to come out in little pieces and little dribs and little drabs. And now the whole thing is out in the public um, realm. But it's very strange that oh. it came out in fits and starts um, through the media. But the driver is in serious trouble. He's been charged with DUI, um, death resulting, oh. driving without a license. Um two counts of driving to endanger physical injuries resulting, um, just a lot of charges. Now, yeah. just the DUI death resulting is for sure a jail case. We've seen a number of these yeah. on the front page. They're all tragic situations. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're all unfortunate circumstances. But if this guy either goes to trial and loses or takes a plea deal, He's probably looking, you know, jail in the 7 to 12-year range or potentially more. Um, his employer is also going to have a little hot water come their way because apparently this driver was not, this is a quote, not qualified, not credentialed, and not an authorized driver huh. uh, under the um, Assured transportation contract with... Um, It's an acronym, MTM, um, Medical Transport Management. So when you hire drivers uh, like this, they should be vetted. You should be looking at their driving record, whether they've got any DUIs in their background. So this guy was not properly vetted by um, Medical Transport Management or its subsidiary. So they're going to get sued, you know. Um, for, for money damages. They're gonna pay out a lot. We've got a death that's occurred here. Yeah. The woman was only seventy seven years old, so you know, in the old days that would have been considered old, but it really isn't Not these now. days. Not yeah. now at all. So Check the old uh, bits,
0: you see people ninety-seven I mean you yeah. could easily make the argument that she could have lived another twenty years.
3: So the driver, if they really have a solid DUI case, and that's always remains to be seen. Um, if he pleads or if he goes to trial and loses, he's looking at a long number of years in jail and the employer's looking at a significant financial payout here because the facts as we know them right now are pretty egregious.
0: Folks, again, we'll speak with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I also wanted to uh, just ask you about, I saw that the Senate has confirmed Zachary Kuna as U.S. Attorney for Rhode Island that's one of those roles that granted Peter Narona was the U.S. Attorney for for Rhode Island and is now Attorney General but just curious your thoughts what what you may know about him and how that role seemingly has maybe changed uh, over over time I mean it now for for a period of time anytime you heard about them it was either gun cases or drug cases and I'm just uh, curious just U.S. Attorney for Rhode Island, obviously it's a political appointment. Uh, the other person had been under President Trump's name, a new president that's in. But just uh, what you know about him and how that, that office is operating these days.
3: I don't know him personally. Yeah. I've never dealt with him at any level over at the U.S. Attorney's Office. Um, he's, it appears that he's had a pretty spectacular rise through the ranks of the U.S. Attorney's Office. Um he doesn't come from the criminal side of the the U.S. Attorney's Office. He comes from the civil side, which is a little unusual because most of the, you know, more recent um, U.S. attorneys have been, you know, criminal prosecutors. Peter Narona, yep. um, before that, Bob Carrente. Bob worked both sides of the street. He did civil cases and criminal cases. Sure. Um, back in the day... Um, Governor Allman, he at one time was the U.S. Attorney. I think Sheldon Whitehouse was. Most of the folks who get to the top slot um, are career prosecutors of criminal conduct. This guy comes from the other side of the house. Um, So he brings somewhat of a different skill set. I mean, I've known the, the past few um, U.S. attorneys by reputation and interaction. This guy, I really don't know anything about him, but he's got quite an impressive resume, I can say that.
0: Sure. Folks, another quick break. A lot more Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DiPietro Show. To check out our website, dipietro.com. Dipietro.com, which is sponsored by and brought you by the Centerdale Revival. Comfort Food and Cocktails, located 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Shane and his crew, what a wonderful job they've done. Winner of several Rhode Island Best of Awards, Best of Rhode Island Awards. The Senadale Revival. Delicious food, cocktails, a lot of fun. Stop in and see them, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence.
1: It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers, 65% off the entire store. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays, 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing, Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged.
0: Oh, remember, stop in and see Michael at the CBD store, the CBD store. And they're located 1845 Post Road in Warwick. They're right off of 95, right across from Airport Plaza. Stop it and see Michael, so knowledgeable, at the CBD store. What can they help you with? Well, they can help everyone, especially whether or not you're maybe you're fighting stress or anxiety this time of year, all time of year. Everything we're going through, maybe you have trouble sleeping or you're dealing with pain, even seizure. Stop it and see Michael, and he'll do help you all natural at the cbd store 1845 post road and walk you can also find them on facebook what they're also amazing about is they even have it for your pet that's right we started to give it to our dog who's a little bit older and it really helps his hind legs jump up onto the the deck folks stop it and see them the cbd store and mention the john DePietro show 25 percent off your first purchase stop and see them the cbd store in warwick look for them on facebook 1845 post road in warwick speak with our legal expert attorney tim dot tim the state story it's interesting that rhode island has now had legislation but uh you have this person that apparently served 13 years for armed robbery that now they say they didn't commit um I guess right when he was convicted, he pointed, I think, at the judge and the jury and said "You just convicted an innocent man. And, and this is new, um, that it's, it's not just, you know, in some states you're seeing where they say, oops, you know, sorry about that, and the person is, is let out. But, but now it would seem, and I think this, it was Scott Hornoff uh, the war case that he pushed this through, but it, it, it seems like this person could certainly be in line for a, a sizable amount of money.
3: Yes, the legislation, I believe, was only passed this year. I think it was back yep. in April that it was uh, legislation was passed that if a person is wrongfully convicted and incarcerated, um, that person can make a claim once the real uh, criminal comes forward. For every year of incarceration, um, the wrongfully convicted person has a claim against the state for $50,000 a year. Um, so this guy was in jail for over ten years. I think he's looking for something like five hundred and fifty seven thousand dollars or in that neighborhood. So that would take care of you know the number of years that he was incarcerated. This does not um, account for situations where you know, you' you're you're not vindicated. But let's assume you're convicted because your lawyer doesn't do a good job or something like that. That's not the case. In this matter, this fellow who um, protested his innocence at trial and the whole time he was incarcerated, it's kind of a miraculous story. Um, The real um, killer in this case, the guy that committed the murder... Um, I guess had no excuse me it wasn 't a murder, this was an armed robbery, this yep. was an armed robbery, but the ultimate guy who committed the robbery had killed some other people, and he was about to go into the witness protection program oh. so before he goes in, he comes clean about all of his past you know criminal um uh, participation yeah. in activities, and amongst the things that he fesses huh. up to was this crime. Yeah. Again, this guy, it was a, a robbery of some $230,000 worth of mm. goods. So, boom, you've got the real perpetrator who comes forward. That's the kind of evidence that would precipitate a claim for, you know, $50,000 for every year this guy was incarcerated. Wow. Um So he's going to get a payday of a little north of a half million dollars in all likelihood. Mm.
0: Two high-profile cases that have been in the news that have legal ramifications. One, I'm just curious, uh, you know, Alec Baldwin did the big – he did a big tearful interview with George Stephanopoulos. He's claiming that he did now – I think that's an interesting defense. Now, he's claiming he didn't pull the trigger – uh, which seems odd i saw a firearms expert tim dodd that said i, I i've never heard of something like that but do, do you think that ultimately that alec baldwin uh, may, may not face charges again i i don't no one was i don't think it was certainly never going to be intent but if there was some kind of you know recklessness charge um do, do you think that part of him doing the Stephanopoulos interview was to try to you know, ward off uh, any type of potential charges that he might be facing.
3: I think that's part of it. I think he's yeah. looking to um, salvage his career, to salvage yeah. his reputation. It's interesting that when he cries on cue, he's an actor. You yeah. know, the media is like, "Oh, the poor guy! Look at how heartfelt he is." But when Rittenhouse is up on the stand crying, yeah. oh, he's a phony! Those are crocodile right. tears. The interpretation of both this kid versus an actor who's skilled at you know crying on on cue, um, the different um, reception they got from the media. If I was this guy's lawyer, um, I would have never let him give that interview. It's crazy to do that at this point in time. He should have said nothing. Right. All he can do is say things that will bite him in the fanny down the line. Yep. I mean, this is a film set. I mean, it's hard to believe that, and maybe they were just blocking the shot and no cameras were rolling, but... Is there any video footage of what was happening here? Like right. when this, we don't really know what the evidence could be out there. That's right. And you've got everyone saying that everyone else did it. You've got people saying it was disgruntled union people who might have slipped a live round into this gun. You've got the armorer who handles all the weaponry uh, claiming it was the assistant director. The assistant director is claiming the armorer. Everyone's pointing <laughs> fingers at everybody else. Alec Baldwin was one of the producers of this. It was his production company. So yep. clearly there's going to be civil negligence oh. and a big money payout. Yeah. Is there criminal negligence? I think arguably there is. Oh. Even if, Even if you buy the preposterous story that he never pulled the trigger <laughs> – the fact that he was holding a gun with a live round in it, and he's a producer, and he's got a certain obligation to maintain yeah. a safe film set, yeah. I think that the failure of him and others in the in the management or supervisory chain to not nip this in the bud could yeah. be seen as criminally negligent. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he's prosecuted. Would he ever go to jail? I don't think so. Right. Um, but apparently this was a very unsafe set, yes. uh, from which is why the Union guys all walked off. They said, we're That's not going right. to work here. This yeah. is crazy. There's no safety controls. There's guys using guns shooting cans out there in the desert. There shouldn't yeah. be any live ammo on this film set, period. Right. Yeah. Um, they were rushing to get... The film uh, completed right they were on a shoestring budget oh yeah um, they were cutting corners yeah. they were not following the appropriate safety protocols no does all that collectively rise to the level of criminal negligence I think mm-hmm. it clearly could
0: yeah now Tim Dodd I just wanted to also throw in for our, our listeners again we we'll speak about legal expert attorney Tim Dodd but uh, it's funny you mentioned the interview we shouldn't have done it with Stephanopoulos in the Jesse Smollett trial i, I pretty sure they played the Robin Roberts interview we did a Good Morning America and then you know that's another example that they they, the the ego, they think they're actors, they get away with it and he did not. Uh but I also just want to ask, you know, Chris Cuomo was blown out of CNN and it's an interesting strategy that, you know, he's blown out and and the people that were protecting him initially, because when he was coming under fire for the you know relationship with the brother obviously, but uh now he's he's turning the tables what do, you, what do you think of the strategy of Chris Cuomo trying to say, oh, no, they, they knew everything that was going on. They knew everything, and then, you know, they told me not to worry about it.
3: Well, that remains to be seen. Is there a, pa- yeah. is there a paper trail of that? Are there emails? Are there, sure. Is there any correspondence? But Chris Cuomo – Um, I'm sure the employer did know that he was, you know, whispering on back channels to his brother and trying to use his sources to help his brother. And I think that CNN was okay turning a blind eye to that because, you know. It's a it's a relative thing, but if Cuomo, Chris Cuomo is the top-rated show on CNN, maybe that means a yep. hundred people are watching versus the other shows. But right. it's something, and he was yep. being paid astonishing money to do yeah. what he was doing. But I think the final straw is now that he was on the ropes and weakened. Now there's apparently people coming forward saying that he was harassing women. Yes. So I think that was the final straw that broke the camel's back where CNN said, listen, we we can't carry this guy. We can't protect him. You know, uh, how much can we be in the tank for this guy? And I think that's the reason they finally cut him loose. So even if Chris says, well, you guys knew what I was doing and you condoned it or you didn't object to it, you got the further element now of doing allegedly exactly what his brother was doing so that's what croaked him
0: Tim Todd also uh, I believe they fired him for cause they're trying to say that initially uh, you know he wasn't forthcoming he was just trying to say listen it's my brother he called me for advice I mean then we find out he was he was talking to the staff directly and strategizing and and so forth so uh, this also seems if if fired for cause CNN is basically telling him we don't owe you a nickel you you know you violated your contract with us you're out this certainly sounds like he you know he's not trying to get back there but now he's he's trying to get some kind of a big payday from them
3: well yes if he's fired legitimately for cause and cnn's willing to litigate that and they prove that it was for cause then chris Chris cuomo gets zero if the cause that cnn is claiming is simply a pretext to not pay him out and chris can show that it you know depending on what his contract says that cause was not shown yeah. well then he'd be looking at a payday these yeah. things are usually settled quietly sure. you know out of the public realm yeah um, but for the moment it's a great talking point for cnn to see look how tough we are we fired this guy for cause and he's not going to get a nickel
0: and tim dodd finally although he's leaving office at the end of the month how about new york city mayor uh bill de blasio announces that on december 27th and 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 the new mayor is being sworn in on new year's day that um that all private businesses in new york must have all their employees vaccinated children five to eleven need to be vaccinated to enter a restaurant or movie theater um i i mean you tell me i would imagine that 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 is not going to hold up we've already heard the new mayor may just kick it but now it seems the question is that someone's going to bring a legal challenge to it. I mean, it just seems preposterous that the the, the city of New York would have that type of power.
3: It is preposterous, and it's yeah. a it's a final poke in the eye that this mayor is. is giving to the people of New York City. It's an yeah. outrage. I don't know who is going to litigate that, but it would seem a layup that it's an overreach and it's unconstitutional. And it can't stand judicial, it can't stand up to judicial scrutiny. It's this, no. this the most ridiculous thing that's come along in a long line of ridiculous things during this pandemic,
0: folks. He is our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job as always, and we will talk to you again.
3: Thanks, John. Take care.
0: If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today 401 272 3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident... Drunk driver, someone texting, and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Autobody today. 401 272 3340. They'll handle everything for you the original, the best. And if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them bring that car over to West Fountain Autobody. 401 272 3340. 401 272 3340. West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340. WNRI Woonsocket.